This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by ExpressVPN. All right, let's start things out with a quick update following our story about Tenet from last week's episode of News Dub, where we joked about how funny it would be if the United States was punished for our collective failure in handling the coronavirus outbreak by being forced to watch other countries enjoy Hollywood blockbuster films while we had to just sit in time out doing absolutely nothing. Well, looks like our wish <laughs> was granted, much like most of our predictions, mm -hmm. because it was announced on Monday that Christopher Nolan's Tenet will, in fact, be released in multiple countries around the world in late August while skipping over the U.S. entirely. You can't have it. No. From the article announcing the new worldwide release dates in Deadline, Warner Brothers will open Chris Nolan's long-awaited tenant in over 70 countries worldwide. <laughs> that's a big number. That's bigger than just uh, uh, Spain and uh, the UK. That's a lot of countries. Are we on the list? Uh, let me check. No. America runs up to the list like, no. it, like it tried out for a high school play. Yeah. Uh, oh, where's my... Oh, jeez. Damn it. Yeah, so the article goes on to say that the film will release in Canada a day later on Thursday, August 27th. The Canadians got it. But here's the weird part. Uh, Warner Brothers alludes to the fact that the film could actually open in select cities in the U.S. in early September, which we're confident will not happen. No. And so far, we've been right about yes. this whole Tenet saga. Tenet opening in the U.S. anytime soon just seems like wishful thinking. And, of course, we all deserve to be punished, some of us more than others. So push it further back, please. Let it never come out. We haven't learned our lesson, so stop giving us false hope. Yeah, the, the idea, the, the gall of Warner Brothers to be like, okay, guys, we're just, we're yeah. gonna release it everywhere else, but don't worry, if you're good, you can have Tenet in the beginning of September. Yeah. Despite the fact that September is just over a month away, and this shows no signs of slowing down or stopping. Yeah, and if schools all just go back to... Welcome to school. Let's all, uh, let's all watch this movie. I think we probably see a bit of a, bit of a blip on the, the old graph. Yeah, a little blip, sure. Line go up. Also, the fact that they're the I, pitching the idea of putting it in select cities, like, okay, Nolan heads out there are just going to traverse the country yeah. to go to those select cities. Getting and their uh, grubby little hands all over Bring everything. the virus back. Yeah. But hey, at least we still have TV for now. <laughs> I mean, obviously, at some point, there's going to be this weird void that exists because of all the production that was halted during the pandemic. But so far, it, it, it we, doesn't seem like we do, haven't reached that point yet. We haven't hit the void. We haven't entered the void. Mm. And on Tuesday of this week, the official Emmy nominations were announced. Uh, we'll leave a link to the full list below, but uh, here's some of the bigger stories out of the, this year's Emmy noms, uh, starting with the fact that somehow, some way, Quibi Walked away with 10 nominations. Wow, they did it. Now, not that, you know, they aren't deserved for the actors who were able to earn these nominations. They might have done a great job acting. We don't know. Nobody knows for sure. But how the hell does a platform that no one watches secure nominations like this? Well, mostly because there's just not a whole lot of competition in the short-form category, especially when it comes to major industry players. So Quibi is... Essentially, I mean, actually competing against itself here, mm -hmm. but at the same time, it's doing a great job of taking the nominations away from more independent productions. So way to go, Quibi. They did it. Yeah. Uh, from an article about these nominations in Variety, out of the 10 nominations, Quibi can win no more than three Emmys, and it's mainly competing against itself. The company locked up four of the five noms in each of the short-form actor and actress categories. So, uh... If they lose, it will be a historic loss. Mm -hmm. They were nominated for, you know, four out of the five. The odds were very much in their favor. Yes. 
But if anyone can botch this, it's Quibi. <laughs> yeah, sure. And yeah, it should be pretty obvious, but all of the nominees are well-established mainstream actors and actresses, like Hannah Kendrick for her sex doll show. Okay. Lawrence Fishburne for his work on a show called Free Ray Sean. Okay. And Christoph Waltz for Most Dangerous Game. Sure. So at the very least, Quibi will almost certainly win an Emmy, despite being a complete failure of an app that wasted nearly $2 billion within a few months. And now they'll have those stupid fucking Emmy Awards to point at, which will only help solidify their claims that the app's demise, its inevitable demise, was due to the coronavirus. And absolutely no other reason. Yeah, this... It's just a shame that that virus came through. I mean, it happened to the XFL, happened to us over at Quibi. Yeah, what and, are you going to do? And, and it, the proof is in the pudding. We got an Emmy. Award winning. We got, these are Emmy award winning shows on yeah. this wonderful app. It the has gold to be, standard of short form content. <laughs> it has to be it's just a COVID's fault. Shame about that virus. Yeah, we would have, honestly, this would have been the biggest app ever to have existed. Yeah, probably. It's all, it's all, it's a stupid pandemic ruined everything for everyone. But let's quickly sum up the rest of the Emmy nomination news quickly. Uh, Netflix, they dominated the nominations. They broke the record for most nominations of any network, studio, or streaming service with 160 nominations. God damn. Now, Watchmen led the pack with the most nominations for a single show overall with 26 nominations. What? And uh, some other standout programs that got recognition that uh, are totally deserved include What We Do in the Shadows, The Good Place, Shit's Creek, The Mandalorian, Ozark, Succession, El Camino, mm. the, the Breaking Bad movie, yeah. McMillions, Tiger King, and a few others in, in various categories. Again, the full list down in the description below if you want to skim through it. The actual award ceremony, ceremony though, it's going to air on September 20th, and it'll be hosted by Jimble Kimball. Uh, though uh, we're not entirely sure that anyone will be in the audience. Is he going to wear blackface again? <laughs> Hey, he's going to do a full minstrel show. Yeah. Yeah, in in memoriam. We can't do blackface yeah. in TV anymore. They're, that's going to be in the memoriam section. <laughs> uh, but yeah, September 20th, I don't think it looks good for in-person massive amounts of people there to accept their awards and touch the same pedestal no. and awards that everyone else is touching. So we might actually see the first Emmy Award show done over Zoom. It's a possibility, which is also I... a terrible way to like, imagine this is your first Emmy and instead of standing up in front of all of your peers and the nation watching online... Turn on your webcam. Yeah, you're just in your house and like, yeah, I guess this will be shipped to me in three to five weeks. Yeah. Thanks, everyone. On the bright side, though, okay, they can probably go through the whole thing in about 45 minutes. Oh, it's going to be a speed run. You're, yeah. you're going to love it. Cut out all the fat. Yeah. But anyways, before we get into the wide world of coronavirus absurdity, and while we're on the topic of entertainment, Ellen Degenerate... That's her name. Ellen Degenerate... <laughs> is finally being investigated for being a total asshole to everyone around her. Now, some of you may not remember, but at the start of the whole lockdown, quarantine, safer-at-home situation that we've been living in, a post went viral on Twitter which stated the following. Right now, we all need a little kindness. You know, like Ellen DeGeneres always talks about. She's also notoriously one of the meanest people alive. Respond to this with the most insane stories you've heard about Ellen being mean, and I'll match everyone with $2 to the L.A. Food Bank. And this is true. Uh, they, 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 if the, you if you live in LA nice. long enough, oh uh, yeah, uh, one of my one of my old friends worked for Ellen for like five years, and uh, she didn't talk a lot of shit. But when it came up, she's like, "No, Ellen is very <laughs> particular. She's yeah. very uh, she has bad days." Now, sure, it, it could have been very easy for people to make some shit up. I mean, it's the internet after all, and I'm sure a lot of these stories were embellishments. But like Elliot said, and like everyone that works in the entertainment industry has said. It's an open secret and has been for years upon years that yeah. Ellen is weird, mean, vindictive, 
so on and so forth. Everyone in L.A. has met one person, at least one person, who has been verbally abused by Ellen, yeah. and at least one person who has been sexually harassed and or assaulted by Andy Dick. <laughs> yes. It's uh, yeah. the, the, the two checkboxes. That's when you know you live in Los Angeles, when you've heard firsthand stories about both these people. Yeah. Like that time I was eating pho, and Andy Dick barged in with a bunch of teenagers and talked about how he was buying cocaine off of them or something. Yeah. Ruined the whole meal. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah. Ellen, bad person, open secret. And uh, not she's mean and all that to not just the people behind the scenes on her show, but also to her guests, fellow celebrities, and audience members. There's a, I think it's a Dakota, not Dakota Fanning, uh, is which? Who's Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. Yeah, that one was a super awkward interview. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was also, uh, she yelled at an audience member for taking like one extra piece of swag to give to like a family member who couldn't oh, make it. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyways, it, it wasn't, long at all before story after actually verifiable story started pouring into that Twitter thread. With a lot of people in the production space, even people that uh, we know, publicly claiming that uh, everyone knows not to work with Ellen. Uh, And while this was all going on, it was also reported that Ellen had kind of screwed over her production crew regarding the compensation and benefits that they might receive during the Los Angeles shutdown. She even went as far as apparently hiring non-union workers to save money on her remote broadcasts Instead of just employing the people who had been with her show for years. Yeah. She also didn't notify. Like, there was no... Oh, everyone was left in limbo? Yeah. Like, the virus became this thing, and the workers are all like, well... So what uh, happens next? So, yeah. And then just all of a sudden, the Ellen show is still in production, and they're like, wait, hold on. Uh, I must have missed the call, I guess. Like, no, we're just... Uh, sorry you had to find out this way. You don't have a job right now. Yeah, exactly. And, but, you, and, you know, and we're not going to tell you if you're getting any of your regular pay or benefits. Yeah, they were all, like, I think, furloughed, which is, like, a legally a weird place to it's be It's in, in limbo. Yeah. You can get benefits but also apply for unemployment, I think. Yeah. Anyways, now the Ellen Show is being investigated because of numerous accounts of workplace issues. But it's being investigated by its parent company, Warner Media. So... Nothing is going to happen. (laughs) They're investigating themselves and they'll either find nothing wrong or figure out how much money they have to dish out in order to shut people up so they can keep the money train chugging along because the people who watch and enjoy The Ellen Show almost certainly aren't aware of any of this drama unfolding behind the scenes. Yes. Basically, how much money does this show make? How much is the negative feedback going to cost us? All right. We still make shit tons of money. Cool. Great. We investigated ourselves and we're fine. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. If I ask my mom about, hey, did you hear all this shit about Ellen? What? Yeah. My favorite person who gives things away? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a uh, you know, periodic reminder that uh, uh, HR and uh, stuff like that at your workplace... Doesn't work for you. They are not there for your benefit. They are there to protect the interests of the company and in the case of productions like The Ellen Show, protect the interests of Ellen. Yes. For Without whom the show would not exist. And break in millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah, uh, it's this is especially uh, annoying that people don't seem to understand this when there's like... Uh, me too allegations going around and like i'm thinking of a very specific one i'm not going to say what it is but uh, when you know someone gets me too'd and uh, the the network or whatever they work for is like we're going to start doing an internal investigation well we didn't find anything looks like we're all good yeah and then anytime it comes up ever again people are like you know they investigated and they found nothing yeah. it's like well it was in their best interest to find yeah. nothing anyways before we get into the best part of the show stupid coronavirus stories let's take a quick break and tell you about today's sponsor express vpn I mean, we all know how a VPN protects your privacy and security online, right? But VPNs, they can help you do even more than that. They can help you control your internet experience by letting you spoof your device's location. Spoof. 
That's why ExpressVPN is an internet must-have for us, and we use it constantly. ExpressVPN masks your IP address and lets you control where you want sites to think you're located, and they have nearly 100 different countries that you can choose from. Hacker man. They have almost as many countries as coming out with Tenant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if only you could spoof yourself in real life so you could see Tenant, but nope. Not yet. We have the scars of being American on us. Yep. Uh, so why would you want to spoof your location? Well, the internet shows you different things depending on which country you live in. For example, you could change your location to see what's trending in other parts of the world on Twitter or YouTube. I mean, if I'm up late and I want to see what the Brits are up to because it's morning for them, bam, change the location to London, see what they're on about today. Yeah, or change your location to Australia and see what uh, Carl and yeah. uh, that other lady are doing. Yeah, or like, hey, I want to switch to Australia because it's summer here, really hot, switch to Australia, see what, it, see what the winter's like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I've told you plenty of times before, but yes, you can even use ExpressVPN to access different movies or shows from around the world on streaming services like Netflix and BBC iPlayer. You might also think that VPNs are complicated to use or that they slow your device down, but wrong. Not ExpressVPN. It's the fastest and simplest VPN that we've ever used. You just open the app on your computer or your phone, you pick a country, and you tap one button to connect. And if you visit our link below right now, uh, expressvpn.com slash todaydaily, you get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. So support the show, take control of your internet experience, and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash todaydaily. And now, back to the news. Yeah, a few of you in the comments uh, over the past couple weeks have been like, boo, sports talk. So we'll try to keep this one quick. But remember how we said just last week, at least for the MLB, that's baseball, that the entire league and its 2020 season was at an extreme risk of having the rug pulled out from under it at any moment because they decided against the bubble and opted to instead utilize nearly every team's home stadium and fly all the players and the staff all around the country for all the games. Well, fuck. We regret to inform you that this house of cards might come toppling down sooner rather than later because... It was reported this week that the Florida Marlins, yes, a team from Florida of all places, has encountered a COVID-19 outbreak and will be putting a hold on all operations for at least the very near future. Yeah, I don't think they're coming back for this season. Uh, I don't think a week is going to cut it because they're like, like, oh, like, yeah, a dozen people so, yeah. or something. Yeah, they're like, yeah, well, we're going to shut things down till Sunday. No. Not how it works. I think you're done, guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you, like, I, at this point, it's like it's probably better for them to just not participate instead of having to just dig deep into their bench and play shitty players and uh, just have a terrible season. Yes, exactly. Anyways, this next bit is, um, so far, unverified. But it would be kind of hilarious and ironic if true. Uh, there's more than a few people from the wide world of sports reporting on the rumor that several players for the Marlins visited a strip club while they were in Atlanta for exhibition games last week. Mm, uh, sounds familiar. You'll recall from the most recent episode of Weekly Weird News, Atlanta was also the city where Lou Williams of the NBA's Clippers visited a strip club last week, which forced him into a 10-day quarantine for breaking the rules of the bubble. Mm -hmm. Violated bubble code. Yes. Uh, we're not entirely sure if it was the same strip club as Lou Williams. I mean, Atlanta, known for its strip clubs. Yeah. <laughs> Got a lot of them. Or if the members of the Florida Marlins were only there for the delicious chicken wings. They, but, that's probably it. Yeah. Guys, if you're an athlete and you're in Atlanta, you got to go to the strip and, club and, and get thing, the chicken wings. One thing we forgot to include, we missed on that story, was that the chicken wings that Lou Williams was eating at the strip club are named after him. They're called the Lou Will Chicken Wings. It's like a, so he has to a go. menu item named after him. So, I mean, and I'm sure what was he was supposed like, to do? All my friends in the Florida Marlins are in town. Yeah. We should get them out here. You're going to love these wings. They're delicious hey, wings. I already bit off a little bit of this one, but... 
<laughs> Here, rub it all over your face. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, this one strip club in Atlanta could be responsible for the downfall of major team sports in 2020, putting yet another mark on the absolute insanity of this year. I mean, here's the one good thing about eating chicken wings. As long as you're doing They're it, delicious. As long well, aside from, we all know how delicious they are. Yeah. But aside from uh, being around other people, it's like one of a few amount of foods where you're absolutely not going to touch your nose or eyes while oh, eating. Yeah, that's true. Especially so, if they're buffalo wings. Exactly. So you get as spicy as possible. Yeah, that's uh, you know, there was all this debate at the beginning of the coronavirus. Like, oh, I'm supposed to, like, I can't stop touching my face. Dip your fingers in buffalo hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to be touching your face. Yes. Or your butthole. Exactly. Especially the butthole. Very safe. Or your balls. Any orifice yeah. is safe when you have or the hands tip of your penis. Don't just do it. covered in wing sauce. Yeah, just constantly. <laughs> they should make like a hand sanitizer that has hot uh, sauce. buffalo sauce in it so yeah. that it, it sanitizes your hands, but it also leaves a residue of a extremely hot uh, Scoville, high Scoville uh, <laughs> yeah. buffalo sauce on your hands at all times. It's the perfect, perfect way to avoid it. Anyways, yeah. speaking of... Baseball, I know, I know, we're almost done with the sports talk, but this one really doesn't have all that much to do with the actual sport itself. Uh, last week, in what seemed like a way to one-up Dr. Anthony Fauci, who did throw out a horrendous first pitch for the Washington Horrible. Nationals. Most, all these celebrity first pitches, I don't know why anyone ever says yes to it. They, everyone looks like a fucking idiot trying to, it's, it's a long distance. Have you, when's the last time you, you yeah, threw well, a ball? And the best part is like, it's always compared to like, uh, the, the, some blind guy threw one once. He like nailed yeah. it. Uh, Fauci's was disgusting. Like even like uh, George W. Bush ran a fucking baseball team for like 10 years. And he, his, uh, every time he's thrown a pitch, it's looked like shit. They should have brought that shoe thrower guy in to do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Nailed it. If, uh, that's the world I want to live in. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, yeah, Fauci, he, uh, he, he threw the first pitch at the Washington Nationals game. It looked like shit, but he, he did it. He still threw the first pitch. Mm -hmm. Someone didn't like that, though. That person being the president. President Donald Trump announced that he had been invited to throw out the first pitch over at Yankee Stadium. Okay, cool. But then over the weekend, he abruptly tweeted that he simply uh, he couldn't be there to do it because he was so busy. Yeah. Quote, because of my strong focus on the coronavirus. No, no, he didn't say coronavirus, Elliot. Oh. Start over. <laughs> because of my strong focus on the China virus, <laughs> including scheduled meetings on vaccines, our economy, and much else, I won't be able to be in New York to throw out the opening pitch for the Yankees on August 15th. Uh, by the way, he was so busy this weekend that he still somehow managed to play a full round of golf with uh, Brett Favre. Yeah. All right. Makes sense. Anyways, snap back to reality, and it looks like Trump was... Um, well, he was never actually invited to throw out the first pitch. And anyway, like it was, uh, he just made it up. Yeah. He lied. Uh, so per the New York Times, there was one problem. Mr. Trump had not actually been invited on that day by the Yankees, according to one person with knowledge of Mr. Trump's schedule. His announcement surprised both Yankees officials and the White House staff. But Mr. Trump had been so annoyed by Dr. Fauci's turn in the limelight, an official familiar with his reaction said, that he directed his aides to call Yankees officials and make good on a long-time standing offer from Mr. Levine to throw out an opening pitch. No date was ever finalized. So, All right, I'm on my way. Uh, you know how I said I could throw out the first yeah, pitch? While in passing, at some point throughout history, mm -hmm. the owner of the Yankees was like, oh, yeah, yeah sure, like Donald. the fucking 80s or yeah, something. Yeah, well, one day, come, why don't you come down and throw a pitch? <laughs> Yeah, I, would, sure. I would guess almost certainly not during his presidency. No. Like, way back. Because, like, uh, it was a baseball game, right, where Pence showed up to, like, uh, the Washington. No, no, that was a football game, and he showed up, and, like, everyone kneeled, and he left. Mm, 
Pence came to some, I think it was like the Washington uh, Nationals. Nationals. Yeah. And uh, got, oh no, it was uh, Rudy Giuliani went to that Yankee game and got booed out of the stadium. Anyways, I'm assuming this happened some, like 20 years ago. I was like, finally, I can use this, use this leverage. So yeah, mama, I'll be, I'll see you there. (laughs) August 15th, I said it. We good, yep, see you there. And then, you know, Trump saw Fauci throw the first pitch for the national, which again, horrendous. It should have been me. A stain on an otherwise fine (laughs) career for Fauci. Trump then claimed that he'd been asked to throw a pitch on this exact date, ASAP. And then he backed out because he was too busy dealing with all of his tremendous work while simultaneously golfing with Brett Favre. Got it. This timeline works out perfectly. So there you go. Uh, Just another day in the wacky side of Trump's presidency. Yeah. The, the, I want to see him throw that... a ball. I, they should let him do it because I... Oh, have you seen him catch a ball? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I mean, every, every... Let's show the picture. Here we go. Yeah. Every president in recent memory has a picture of them being just horrifically unathletic, but yes. uh, this is one of the funnier ones. A- sure. At least every other president in history has a photo of them running with secret security. Yeah. I mean, Obama was in uh, pretty good shape. Uh, there, Bill Clinton yeah. did a lot of jogging, lost some weight while he was president because he was in terrible health. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they all like they got to stop doing the sports stuff because, like anyone, even someone like pretty good at sports, if you if you snap pictures of them doing it, practicing all the time, you're gonna get some real embarrassing shit. And yeah. That one well, as we all know, is, uh, Trump is a prolific golfer, hole in one every time. So uh, there's that. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, speaking of Trump and uh, doctors. Earlier this week, his fail son, Don Jr., tweeted out a video of a doctor from Texas who praised the use of hydroxychloroquine and claims that face masks aren't necessary. Trump retweeted that video, further adding to its legitimacy, at least to his followers. Yeah, they're, oh, oh, this must be I correct. I, we're, we're really talking about hydroxychloroquine again. God yeah, damn Yeah, well, it. when Trump retweets a video like this from his fail son, it's, uh, it's like, yo, yes, my, my, my preconceived notions have been justified. I thought... I thought that face masks didn't work, and now here's this doctor who's saying it as well, yeah. and the president is retweeting it. Yeah. Anyways, the doctor in question is Stella Emanuel, and, uh, well, boy, does she have some amazing theories under her belt. Let's just dive straight in with some help from the Daily Beast. Emanuel, a pediatrician and a religious minister, has a history of making bizarre claims about medical topics and other issues. She has often claimed that gynecological problems like cysts and endometriosis are in fact caused by people having sex in their dreams with demons and witches. Yes. And you know what? She. See, well, who are we to judge? Me. She's this, a doctor. This after doctor. All. Yeah. I mean, there's probably at least a few people out there yeah. who have gotten cysts while also at the same time having dreams about fucking demons yeah that's Doc- got to have some kind of correlation doctor it, it hurt it burns when i pee did you well, stop fucking, fucking demons in your sleep yes you ever think about that yes doctor my, my i i tried to pee and it's just blood do you think it might be kidney failure no 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 have you had any recent dreams about fucking a witch yeah you did watch hocus pocus no, i, I not, see it on your netflix list. i will not give you medicine you go home right now and you you stop dreaming about those things also that's going to be a thousand dollars yeah uh, the article continues, quote, she alleges alien DNA is currently used in medical treatments and uh, that scientists <laughs> are cooking up a vaccine to prevent people from being religious. And despite appearing in Washington, D.C. to lobby Congress on Monday, she has said that the government is run in part not by humans, but by reptilians and other aliens. Whoa, she's really like checking every box of the, yeah. like, uh, the, the crazy weirdo thing. Hey, good. <laughs> Fucking anti-vax succubus is visiting you in your sleep. Yeah, uh, pro reptilian <laughs> government. 
Uh, it's really <laughs> great. Giants. Alien DNA. Yeah, I want, you know, I was going to say, I wonder what she thinks of vaccines, but I know what she thinks of vaccines. Yeah. The reptilians. We know. We know. Anyways, well, so yeah, yeah, very, very, very cool. Uh, Trump he, himself, he was asked about the video and uh, what appeared to be his endorsement of the doctor during a press conference. And he basically just replied how he always does when some weird shit comes out re regarding a person that he's signal boosted. I don't know her. Ghislaine, I miss her. I, I wish except her well. For, except for weirdly Ghislaine Wack. I wish her well. I don't know why we're talking about her. I haven't. I haven't heard great. anything about her in about 20 years, but wish her the best. But literally anyone that he signal boosts or has worked with in the past that some shit comes up, barely knew him. Coffee boy. Yeah. She was on air along with many other doctors. They were big fans of hydroxychloroquine. And I thought she was very impressive in the sense that from where she came, I don't know which country she comes from, but she said that she's had tremendous success with hundreds of different patients. And I thought her voice was an important voice, but I know nothing about her. She said exactly what I wanted her to say mm -hmm. and what my followers needed. Yeah. Yeah. So I retweeted it. I mean, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to do? I'm the president. I'm very busy. I click I clicked the buttons. I hit I do the go. Very busy getting on the phone with the head offices of various Major League Baseball teams. <laughs> Trying to convince them to let me please throw out the first pitch. I wish he would have been able to do it because it would be fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, that shit, that shit would have made it 10 feet. Just blur. Yeah, or like, and yeah, then he would have been like, oh, they put a weight in the ball. Yeah, and then it would have been a whole, it would have been a whole fucking week of him being like, no, I threw a perfect pitch. Everyone, yeah, yeah. Everyone's calling me up. They're saying, Donald, wow, that was the best pitch I've ever seen. No, they put a giant weight on the ball. But also, uh, yeah, it was, it was sabotage. Uh, or <laughs> he throws a fucking heater. I don't see that happening. Yeah. No, I want to I want to swing the first bat. I want to be up at bat first. That's what yeah, presidents I, should do. Well, I think he'd actually like, he, he's by most accounts pretty decent at golf. Yeah. Uh, he can swing things. So, yeah, I he'd probably have better luck at the batter's mound uh or the bat oh, yeah, I, the mound. I know a lot about baseball cuz you can clearly tell. Yeah. The thing with the fucking it, it has the thing on the ground that's shaped plate. Like, yeah. like the diamond. Yeah. Like the baseball field. Uh anyways. Yeah. Enough <laughs> about that. Uh finally, uh we've spoken about the abuse that the PPP loan program had received through million dollar uh multi-million dollar companies using it when those loans probably should have been used by actual small businesses that are clearly struggling during the pandemic. But it looks like at least some of the people who tried to fleece this money from the government are getting cut, mostly because they're spending it very publicly. Like they hit the goddamn lottery instead of using it to pay employees or rent, stuff like that. Case in point, David T. Hines from Florida, yes. who received nearly $4 million worth of coronavirus relief loans. When the money hit, he was apparently like, holy shit, this is awesome. Let's Let's just keep the good times rolling. <laughs> yeah. So he kept filing for more and more until his request ballooned to over $13 million. Although it appears he did only receive the $4 million. Do you want to guess what happened next? You know what's coming. Do you think he spent it responsibly? <laughs> well, based on a review of Mr. Hines' financial records, it was a spending spree that included luxury jewelry, expensive clothes, visits to resorts in Miami Beach, and expenses on dating websites, officials said. Quote, there does not appear to be any business purpose for most, if not all, of these expenses. Brian Mosmella, a U.S. postal inspector, wrote in an affidavit outlining more than a dozen of Mr. Hines' payments from May to June. Mr. Hines made two payments in May, totaling $30,000 to a person listed as mom, officials <laughs> said. <laughs> that same month, he paid more than $4,000 to Saks Fifth Avenue. 
In June, Mr. Hines paid more than $7,000 to Sitai Hotel in Miami Beach and $8,500 to the jewelry company Graf. The biggest purchase appears to have been made on May 18th when Mr. Hines bought a blue Lamborghini for $318,497 in North Miami Beach, officials said. He registered the vehicle under his name and that of one of his businesses. It's a company car. This is, I need it. I need it to look really cool. Company people, car. Yeah. You don't understand, you know. Hey, work, mom, guess what? Working here in Miami, having a rad aesthetic is a business expense. Yeah, you yeah. have to float that. I need on. the Lambo. I need it. Yes. Uh, luckily, though, he was caught, but almost certainly because he was just so absurdly brazen about the whole thing. Yeah. Mr. Hines was charged with bank fraud, making a false statement to a lending institution, and engaging in transactions in unlawful proceeds, according to prosecutors in the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida. If convicted on all these charges, he could face up to 70 years in prison. And we're sure, in fact, we are positive that there are plenty of other people out there who are now... Probably sweating bullets because <laughs> yeah. they, too, got this lump sum of money and just spent it on shit that had nothing to do with the adverse effects that coronavirus had on their businesses. Mm -hmm. All right. Got the money and uh, you're all fired. Yeah. What? Holy shit. Four million dollars. Well, get the fuck out. I'm going to do some crimes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it'll be fun to see how many people get caught. But we can definitely expect more stories like this to become public in the coming weeks and months. Yeah. Hope, hopefully as entertaining, if not more than this. Mm -hmm. What do you mean FaZe Clan bought another five houses? Not saying they did. They probably used it responsibly because they have lawyers and accountants on top of everything. But it seems to be people who are like the head of a company that's like, I would assume that there's going to be like a bunch of like landscaping companies or it's like one guy and his family or all the employees. And they're just like, hey, kids. You're never going to believe what happened. Yeah. The biggest windfall of our career. Also, we never missed out on any work. But here's $50,000 each. Let's all go buy some sweet, sweet new Broncos. I love it. Yeah. I love it. I would love to be an auditor working on this case. Oh, God. <laughs> you mean there's potentially hundreds of thousands of these that I have to go through and monitor? Oh, it'd be, but it'd be so it'd, my life, My life's work. It'd be so funny. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it takes a certain type of person, but the guy's doing audits for the IRS. That, that, this is you're, like, you're yeah. constantly solving problems. Yeah. This is like a carrot on a stick. You basically get to be a cop without doing cop shit. You're doing like actual investigation. This whole work. PPP loan, when it's all said and done, is going to look like a giant honeypot. Yeah. For, yeah, for basically. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, let's find out which people are dishonest. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it is good, all things considered, except for, you know, the hundreds of or thousands of small businesses that really could have used the money. Mm. Uh, but honey trap nonetheless. Yeah. Hey, come on down. You want a free boat? Yeah. Whoa. And now that blue Lambo is... That's government property. It's gonna have the, it's gonna literally have the police logo, Miami <laughs> Dade Police, on the side of it now, just like they do with all the drug cars. Yeah, yeah, great. Anyways, uh, be sure to watch our most recent episode of Weekly Weird News and our most recent episode of News Dump. Go signal boost, boost both of those, and uh, we'll see you very shortly for uh, a brand new episode of Tech News Day. Yeah. In the meantime, stay cool, cats and kittens. Stay cool. I can't believe Tiger King's gonna win an Emmy. Yeah, we'll see.